0: The Church Media Podcast, episode number 107, Everything Your Church Needs to Know About Facebook Live, with Daniel Ermler, part one. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church
1: Media Podcast.
2: The definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experience and build solid media production teams of your
1: church. We're bringing you knowledge and insight from top media professionals from around the world.
0: Useful, practical content
2: in the areas of live production, design, leadership, digital
1: communications, and more. The show notes for this episode and all archive episodes of the show are available online now at thechurchmediapodcast.com. And now, broadcasting from the ministry headquarters of 1230 Media,
0: Here's your host, church media coach, Carl Barnhill. Welcome to episode number 107 of the podcast. I'm Carl. Thank you for being here this week. If you haven't checked out our brand new website at 1230.media, I'd love to encourage you to do so. I've been plugging it the last few weeks because we've really transformed quite a bit of our ministry to make it easier for you to find and get content and resources from our team. Uh, We're offering all kinds of products and services to help with the worship experiences at your church, from ready-to-use worship media, custom media, and production training. The all-new 1230.media is up and rolling. Check it out. This week, I welcome back Daniel Ermler to the podcast. Dan is the founder of churchhacks.com, among other companies that help churches across the country. Today on the show, Dan and I will be diving into Facebook Live, and we'll also talk about broadcasting your service. Hang tight. Dan and I throw down some premium church media knowledge right after this. And now, your church media resource of the week. Software, websites, gadgets, and tools that
2: will resource your creativity and your ministry.
0: Hey there, this is James Wassum from Great Church Sound with your Church Media Resource of the Week. Have you ever considered how your technology systems at church could be causing a major worship distraction? I'm sure you've heard some of these before. Things like feedback, microphones cutting in and out, and missed mute cues can distract the congregation and disrupt the environment we are trying to enter during our worship services. This is such an important issue that I created a short guide that addresses the most common worship distractions and how to fix them. You can download that guide for free at greatchurchsound.com slash learn and learn how you can eliminate worship distractions from your sound system
1: subscribe to the show, access archive episodes, and get tons of free resources for your production team. Visit thechurchmediapodcast.com today. This is an exclusive interview from the Ministry of 1230 Media. Here is church media coach Carl Barnhill.
0: Hey guys, I welcome back Dan Ermler to the podcast. Dan is a creative who's been working specifically with churches over the last 10 years. He's worked with hundreds of pastors and ministry leaders and is the founder of churchhacks.com. Dan, welcome back, buddy. Thanks for joining me. Carl, I'm glad after the last interview you'd have me back. So this is cool. I guess, is this a good sign? Yeah, this is a very good sign. It means I like you.
2: (laughs) Uh, Thanks. Thanks, Carl. You've been a good, I'll be honest, ever since that first phone call, what do you say? It was about six, eight months ago yeah, now. We like just that, kind yeah. of, uh, just a, a Facebook thing, reached out to each other, got to know each other a little bit. I felt like, man, there's a guy with a similar spirit, uh, a similar, a similar passion to equip and help churches. So I felt like from day one, it was you're, you're a great person to know.
0: Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Um, now let, let's review a little bit of who you are, what, with the, the companies that you run and, uh, tell us a little bit about what you got, uh, in the works. You got several things coming up, uh, kind of give us a snapshot of what you've been doing and, and what's on the horizon for you guys. Oh, absolutely!
2: Thanks for giving me an opportunity to kind of share this with your audience. Um, so uh, I'm the uh, I founded ChurchHacks.com. Uh, me and the team, we put out church media and marketing kind of resources. There, we're trying to stay away from theory and really just give you practical advice, things that you can just right out of the box you can use and you can take. So that's that's where we put all of our just our our free easy-to-access resources that really will help your church understanding uh, marketing and using some of the new technologies and new tools that are coming out today. So that's where we put a lot of our new info. And then later on, we're launching, later on this year uh, in September, we're launching churchhero.com, which is just going to be tools to help your church get media done. And uh, just a lot of just simple, um, we've been in development on some of these tools for a long time. We already have over 300 people, 300 churches in beta on this system them. And so I mean, we're just getting great reviews back. So we're really excited about being able to launch in September. We'll have more info about that. But just, again, with 10 years of equipping and helping churches, it gave us some key insights on what they need and their pain points are. And we're coming out with tools that really address those needs. So we got a little bit of an inside access as far as knowing knowing what churches need. Also, a cool thing about the the, uh, the Church Hacks team is most of us just grew up in ministry homes. Uh, I think we talked about this on the last podcast you and I are both PKs you know yeah. and so we played lots of money in counseling and <laughs> I'm better now no um, but we grew up in pastors homes and it really gave us a, um, a an insight to what ministry leaders are needing and uh, how we can help solve some of their problems and so that's just a unique part of it most of our staff came from you know full-time ministry homes people who um, were helping their dads our dads were you know pastors and youth pastors and so we really do we have a a massive heart to equip churches and help them—it just runs deep in our veins.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. And yeah, uh, you—you uh, you also lead the Entrepreneurs on Mission Facebook group, yeah. which is a—it's a. It's a- kind of a closed group of it kind is. of a circle of us church meeting. you know
2: somebody who yep. knows somebody to get you in. And we, honest, I don't know if you know this, Carl, but we consistently um, actually kick people out of the group. It's so small and people aren't engaging with it. So yep. it's one of those things where it's a very um, select group of uh, Christian entrepreneurs who are in it. And uh, it's really cool. Um, that, that's where my heart is. You, you guys are like uh, my heroes. <laughs> I love you guys to death. You're one of the the people in this group, and um, I mean, what you sacrifice to be a part of equipping churches is awesome. And I, I think, as an entrepreneur who whose mission is to equip churches, I, I get a little bit of an inside look on on what th- what that's like. And uh, man, I mean, getting to be around you guys, talk to you guys, connect with you guys through this, this super exclusive small Facebook group is it, it, it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, I want to dive in today about talking about. Uh, Facebook Live. Now, I want to I want to mm-hmm. s- kind of split our conversation into two sections. One being broadcast uh, or broadcasting for your 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 church worship service live, broadcasting that live to the world, and the other being using Facebook Live for other purposes like marketing, mm-hmm. connecting with your audience, that right. sort of thing. All right, so let let's talk Facebook Live uh, first. Okay, so let me ask you this question: okay. Why should my church broadcast or our service? uh be using Facebook Live.
2: Man, there are so many. This is this is a great Question, and I have, uh, I don't want to go too long with the answer, but Facebook is the modern day watering hole for people. It's where people gather, it's where your church members are at. And so, before, if we went back, you know, five, eight years ago, if your church did a live stream, typically that live stream was going on to your actual church page. Well, people are not just hanging out on your church, you know, website. They're not hanging out um, um, just, you know, on, you know, on a certain page on your church website, but people are hanging out on Facebook. And so what Facebook Live has allowed us to do is take your Sunday morning message And your members are already there on Facebook. Um, People who are, other people in your community who don't go to your church are there on Facebook. And it allows you to share that Sunday morning experience um, with other people in your community who don't go to your church. And it makes it easy for your church members to engage with the Sunday uh, morning message, whether it's commenting, liking it, and sharing it. And so it just makes it um, so easy for your typical church member or regular attender to be able to share with their friends, families, coworkers, everybody in their circle what's happening at your church. And um, let's just be honest, how many times Had someone been walking out of the back door of the church saying, man, that was a fantastic message. Those are prime people to share the message on Facebook that afternoon. And uh, I can't tell you how many stories of churches that have begun implementing using uh, Facebook Live for their services, and it's one of their most engaged with posts, most shared, most commented posts during the week. And so I am a huge proponent of churches using Facebook Live for their worship services.
0: Now, how about archiving? Uh tell me how you've seen this or you've worked with churches in archiving their messages via Facebook Live. Is it easy to find? Easy for people to access? So, so uh, again, it's, it's uh, on the Facebook wall, on your church's wall.
2: It's not going to be easy to archive. That wouldn't be a prime place to archive the Facebook. So There's a couple different options you can do here. Um, one is you can choose to use like a restreaming type software. So that's where you would actually capture the video um, live in the service, and then you'd push it out to two different um, locations. One may be Facebook Live, but then another may be onto your website where it would be better archived. Uh, again, Facebook is not going to be great for archiving or storing these messages later on. Now, Facebook won't delete them, but it just comes to, it's hard to find it. So unless someone's scrolling through your Facebook wall, they're not going to actually find these resources, even though there is a video tab, but even that can be complicated to organize. So no, I wouldn't recommend Facebook for long-term archiving, even though, I mean, technically, yes, those videos can be there long-term. So that's one one route is just when you record it um, or when you push out the stream, record one locally, upload to Vimeo, put it on your website later, Archive it. Uh, another option would be actually to store all the video on Facebook. Now there are some. Um, Facebook is only 720p, which means it's a it's a lower quality. It's not going to be a full 1080p. Um, they do do a lot as far as. Um, um um crunching down the size of the file. So you're gonna see some um artifacts. It's not gonna be a great looking stream. Not as good as if you uploaded it um if you if you actually recorded it locally and uploaded it to like YouTube or, or Vimeo or something like that. But you could. Um, what you could do is though if you wanted to, you could just leave it all on Facebook. And when you actually go to a live video there's the ability to embed a live video anywhere. So if you uploaded it to Facebook and then grab that little embed code, you could store it a pretty somewhere on your on your website to be able to view view later i think facebook videos or Facebook live videos are going to become more and more like a YouTube or a Vimeo. They're going to become easier and easier to stick on your website and store. Um, they haven't quite caught up. Facebook live hasn't quite caught up to Vimeo and YouTube, but I definitely see that in the future. So it's not that you can't archive your Facebook or you can't use Facebook live as an archive. I wouldn't recommend it currently. So I, again, what I would recommend doing is you pushing out that, that live Feed, and then on your website, having a local copy that you upload to YouTube or Vimeo to to watch later uh, for people who are, who are viewing the service from the website. And that's really for your members, regular attenders, not typically seekers or people who. Most of those people are going to find you on Facebook. The first time they're going to experience one of your services is probably going to be through a Facebook Live. So that's how I would uh, handle the archive. One, uh, you know, one option is again to just download one local. Uh, is to record locally and upload it to Vimeo YouTube, and the other, yes, you can use Facebook Live and just use the embed code to um, put it somewhere on your website.
0: And it's free, too. Uh, You know, people aren't using uh, a—having to pay for a service to to broadcast, like a live stream or something like that, where they have to, uh, you know, pay for a service. This is a free option for churches.
2: Isn't that absolutely amazing? I mean, yeah. you remember back when you, you were a part of a very large church, and I couldn't only imagine the budget to live stream your services is probably, I mean, I don't even want to, I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but um, yeah, the fact that Facebook Live is absolutely free is mind-blowing.
0: Yeah, it really is. I can't believe they're, they're doing that. But, um, you know, I'm sure with ads and other things, they, uh, Facebook isn't hurting. Uh, <laughs> But, um, okay, so what do I need? Obvi- obviously, some of this is going to be no brainers, but I still want to walk through it because I want people to understand what it takes uh, to broadcast their service using yeah. Facebook Live. Okay, so what do I need to broadcast using Facebook Live? Let's walk through that. Yeah, let's
2: start with your camera. Um, I want to I want to nix this right now because it's really important. We talk through it. Please do not use a mirrorless or DSLR camera to do your live stream, okay, or, or a cell phone for that matter. So stick away. And, and, let, and I know the cell phone's kind of obvious on why not to use that for a Facebook Live. I'm not saying this, it's not possible to do this. Yes, it is possible. Um, but what you want, especially during a live streaming environment, is you want something that's super stable, and um, it's going to work, um, and it's going to go through its paces. And so, let me break down on what I think is the most affordable budget camera to use, and why yeah. that would just be the Canon Vixia. Um, and the reason why it's it's usable is because it has clean HDMI out, and that's a that's a really big deal. Um, most DSLRs and uh, mirrorless cameras do not have clean HDMI out, and all that means is when you're pulling the HDMI signal, it's going to show the little recording you know, dot. It's going to show some of the stuff that's on the screen. Clean HDMI is just the video. It's just exactly what you're recording at that time. So again, the best camera that I would recommend that isn't a budget breaker, I think it's in the three to $500 range, is the Canon VIXA. And uh, you can use that. There's a couple different models. I would go with the higher-end models of the Canon VIXA. But what's great about that is, um, one, that the lens, it's going to do well with zooming. You can really set that camera up and you you have the glasses actually built in, where with a mirrorless or a DSLR, you're actually going to have to spend more on the glass as well. Um, um, it, it's going to handle being on longer. It's just going to be able to um, handle those longer record times. Um, it's going to have the battery pack where you can actually hook it into the wall. And again, you can get this for a DSLR or a mirrorless camera, but it's just easier when you have this all-in-one setup. So uh, again, I've worked with a lot of churches. I've I've, I've spent a lot of time on this. You can technically get a Canon. uh, I think with Canon, the the, the cheapest camera to get with uh, uh, that's a uh, DSLR, I think the cheapest camera is going to be your 5D Mark III, which is still a $2,000 camera. Now, if you are going to go mirrorless, you can get a G7, but then you're looking at glass, and you're going to spend a lot of money to get a low-light, um, uh, lens, something that can handle that low light in like an auditorium. So uh, as far as as far as far the kind of camera you want, you just want a broadcast camera, and the Canon VIXs, as we have found, are just a great way to get it done.
0: And uh, obviously, so obviously the next step would be signing up for Facebook if you're not on there. Have a good uh, account. Would you recommend broadcasting on the actual churches? Facebook page, I, I know that sounds like a no-brainer, but is this a, yeah. would you be on a, uh, on a, on a personal account? Walk me through best practices there.
2: Yeah, so this is actually not a no-brainer question because we get it a lot. Um one, what do you do with worship services? And then what about the pastor during the week? Does he just go right into the church Facebook account or does the church share his? And what we found is on Sundays, yes, uh, live stream from the uh, church's Facebook account. That's, that's just best practices there. But re- I would really recommend some of the staff, um, whether it's the pastor or some of the senior leadership, they should share that um, if possible. They should share that service. So as it's going live, see if you can push it on some of these other accounts. That's just a great way to Extend the reach right off the bat. Um, during the week, um, if the pastor wants to go live, uh, do it reverse. So the pastor would go live on his account, but then have the church share that Facebook live. And that's just going to help. That's just a simple way to double the boost. There's no magic behind that. There's no no special. It's a very simple concept. You know, the church has people who are following. The pastor has people who are following him, and share both. Um, now we could get into a little bit. It, it, the pastor has not set up a profile that is more ministering to the church. Um, if, if, he, if he tends to have his Facebook account, is just him and his family. Uh, he may not be ready to go um, with doing Facebook Live that are more for the church, but if the pastor has set up his account and it's really geared toward um, ministering to the people in his church, man, it's going to work out great.
0: How fast does my internet connection need to be?
2: Fast. The faster, the better. Don't skimp on the internet. And it's not something you can do wirelessly as of yet. Um, I know sometimes uh, churches who are meeting in like schools, we dealt with this because we've actually helped a few dozen churches get their live stream setups um, going. And um, one of them was in a school and they're trying to figure out, okay, they couldn't use the school's internet. And so they had no way to go directly in. And they're trying through um, using maybe like a uh, 4K signal or something like that, like a, a LTE type signal that would allow them to upload, and it just it, it's one of those things you want a hard wire and you want as fast as possible. Um, I, as far as as far as download speeds, I know I'm over 100 megabytes um, a second. And now, it, and again, we could get this gets really technical because it's not. The same as mega Everybody has kind of their own terms. Um, so, but yeah, you're going to want, um, something that's fast. Yeah, and that's, it's, I would say, um, I like being in that over 100 megabits per second rather than, um, um, something, again, you could use something slower than that. And they do use cell phones, but there's a lot happening behind the scenes to make that work. And again, when you're live streaming your service, you don't want it just to go down. That, I don't think people understand what happens when you get a couple services in and you're just consistently having problems you want to minimize problems and the only way to do that is with stability so you want a camera that's really working well and then you want a really fast internet connection and that's going to cut down on about half of your problems
0: would you suggest uh like we've talked to a lot of churches about actual imag for their services and people try to go the cheap route by getting you know security type cameras And we suggest most of the time, you know, if you can't do it to a certain standard, a certain level, it's probably best to wait uh, until you can, as opposed to putting out subpar uh, quality content. Um, Would you suggest the same thing when it comes to Facebook Live? Would you suggest they wait or go ahead and do it?
2: So... So yeah, a couple questions there. Uh, Again, every church is a little bit unique. I would tend to yes agree. They're probably not there, but I'm wondering why. um, You know, have they have they really have they taken the time to say a church that's running, you know, a a few dozen people or 80 to 100 people. I don't know if their next step is uh, a Facebook live live stream. I don't know even though they have to really worry about that next next thing. And and the same in the same situation there. If if you can't. Uh, I don't think a live stream setup has to cost twenty to thirty thousand actually we put out a course on how to do it for about three to five and really make it look professional um, but if you, if you only have a few hundred bucks to put into a live stream setup uh, I would recommend not doing it the goal is to put out something that your church members are going to be able to share like comment on not feel embarrassed about and it just does it takes a it takes a, it takes a few good cameras it takes a good switch it takes a good computer It takes a fast internet and so you are looking at a few thousand dollars to be able to set that up, and if you really don't have that in the budget, I would just hold off for a while because it's gonna it's gonna be something that's gonna be taking. You're, someone's gonna be putting time into it, and you're not gonna see the results that you want out of it. And um, yeah, I, yeah, I used to be one of those people. If I could if I could save it on equipment, <laughs> I would. And I've learned that just just Pony up the cash, get the equipment. It will make your life easier. And uh, again, going a couple services with a live stream, you know, it's a fifty-fifty on whether or not it's going to work. It gets old really fast, and so you want something that is super stable. And there's some equipment that you just have to have for that. So
0: that segues us nicely into our uh, next topic, and that is kind of advanced tips. How do you how do you make your broadcast better? Uh, Give us some Mm -hmm. tips in this area.
2: Yeah. So, um, Facebook just released. You actually have to go onto your Facebook page, but you can actually let people know when your broadcast is going live and they can actually, um, um, you've probably seen this on a few where you see, uh, this, this broadcast and you can click a button there and it will actually schedule it and remind you when the broadcast is going live. So I'd recommend, uh, on Friday or Saturday, letting people know that, um, you can go to your broadcast. This is great for shut-ins as well. There's a lot of people who want to be a part of the service and they're on Facebook. They're not gonna be able to make it on Sunday. Um, but they can watch the live stream. So make an announcement about it, let people know, um, that it's coming up. And, uh, it's just another really sharp way, um, to let people know that you're going to be going live, you know, at nine thirty on Sunday morning.
0: What about community managers or people that kind of manage the, uh, the, the Facebook interaction? How would you suggest a, a church yeah. implement that?
2: So this is a really cool thing. So, uh, so churches kind of do it in a bunch of different a bunch of different ways. We've seen churches who who will at the beginning of their service just go live along with the um, worship part of their service, and, and it goes right into the preaching. We've seen other people who maybe haven't purchased a CCL licensing on that because um, it can get expensive. I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit, um, but um, they'll go right into just the preaching portion. What I recommend is 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 a work on trying to get a volunteer team who's going to be a part of um, uh, of taking care of these comments on. On your Facebook live page. So their, their goal is to actually interact. So typically on any given week for our church, we're going to see people who say, hey, I'm uh, on vacation, but I'm logging in, or hey, um, I'm new, or hey, and they'll, and they'll actually comment during the service. Well, you don't want them to just kind of be all by themselves there. You want to make sure that comment gets liked, it gets another comment underneath it. So, you're actually going to have volunteers who their role is to kind of watch that week's live stream and kind of comment. And so, what we recommend doing is at the beginning of the service, taking 30 seconds And um, this would be the live stream. This would only be on the live stream, not the actual service. Um, But at the beginning of it, maybe have someone who would pop on and say, hi, I'm John, and I'm going to be your live stream host today. If you have comments, I'll be in the comments over to the right, you know, and basically lets people know that, hey, I'm going to be here with you, I'm going to be in the comments, and let's go ahead and have a conversation about the service today. And uh, kind of, again, in 30 seconds, lets them know that, hey, I'm going to be your live stream host. And so that's just a neat way, and it's just that person, they'll be there during the week to kind of uh, uh, make comments and like posts, and it's just a really simple, easy way to um, to just not make your live stream. Hey, here's our service. It went on live, but really try to say, okay, wait, this this is unique. We're not, we're, 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 we're going into different territory now. We're actually on Facebook's platform. How would we engage there? Um, I think most of the times, so like if, if we went on to a missions, if we went on a missions trip, we would engage in that local environment differently. We kind of have to view that with Facebook. Okay, this is, this is, this is being shown in a different way. Um, most people aren't going to just sit on there and watch the whole thing. We got them for, you know, 30 to 40 seconds. How do we engage with them in those 30 to 40 seconds that they're going to to be watching through some of this video. So it's just a different environment. Uh, it's a different um, way. And if you can kind of put your, your uh, uh, mindset uh, with that, um, it, if you can kind of change your mindset with that, it, it does go a long way.
0: Now, this is a great volunteer position, a great way to get somebody involved. How do you recruit uh, for that position? What, what are the um, best candidates for it?
2: Uh, you technically can probably already tell by just who are the people who are involved on Facebook in your church. Everybody, we all have those people who just, you know, they're liking every post that the church puts out. Um, they're commenting on stuff. These are great people uh, to be involved as um, service hosts or live stream hosts. And uh, man, they'll be, what's cool is their ministry doesn't stop on Sunday. It continues all through the week. Um, as as really that that Facebook post is getting more engagement. I mean, and you can decide whether or not to boost it. I would recommend putting a little bit of money, um behind it, maybe maybe gain some more views on that post, and so yeah, I would find people who are already enjoying Facebook, who are already active on it and can really see that as their ministry as people are engaging with the Sunday morning message that they can be there in the comments and helping them out.
0: Okay, test for you audio video lighting, which one is most important when doing my broadcast?
2: Uh, okay, audio. It's kind of a tough one. Lighting, video. Um, that's 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 the order I would go in. Audio, yeah. lighting, video. Um, uh, or is it just two? Do I just get audio or lighting? Is that is that all I got, or do I get all three?
0: No, I think I think that's uh that's well said. Kind of putting them in order. What I want to get at is, what am I going to spend most of my money on, or most of the energy on? And I think capturing audio. I think you really hit on that okay. because. I mean, if the audio is not there, if you're listening to a sermon and you can't hear it, you can't understand it, I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose. Um, and then and then it goes down from there, uh, you know, video quality, lighting quality. Um, you know, all three need to be fantastic right, as, as, right. Be, as best as you can uh, make it. But um, yeah, I would so say audio is key. Going- going back to what we had talked about even earlier about the camera, this is why you really do
2: want the right kind of camera where you can get the right kind of audio in. And that's why just using like a, I know Mevo's are really popular right now as well as cell phones. Cause it's so easy just to go live, but you really are sacrificing your audio quality. Now I mentioned earlier that most people are just going to jump on your Facebook live and get a first experience, check out your church. And, and you could say, Dan, why do Facebook live if, if people are only jumping on for 30, 40 seconds or um, or, or doing that. Well one, they're getting a to experience your church I grew up I grew up in, I grew up in a, a, a small church I remember my dad if someone was visiting the campus he would be like hey let's take a moment and just go through the auditorium because he wanted them to get comfortable with that environment so 30 40 seconds is a lot of time for someone to get comfortable with your with your environment so don't see that as a, a as a bad thing but the people who do list who, who do um, stay for the entire service what they'll typically do is just listen to it so sacrificing your audio by using a cell phone, or Amiibo, you really you really want to be able to pull that good audio from the board. And again, going back to the Canon Vixia, it's going to have no problem bringing that audio in and, and pushing it out. Or even um, in your, we really didn't go through it, it goes um, camera, and then you got your capture device, which is like your ATEM, your Blackmagic ATEM switch is what, what we recommend. And then you're going into your computer, and then you're sending it out through a um a broadcast software. Um, we recommend OBS just because it's free. There are some other really good softwares out there um, that you can check out. And a lot, lots of information on it. Uh, OBS is just really easy to use and it's free. So those are the three types of software you get there. And you really want to use a camera that you can you can go through that whole process with. And uh, we recommend broadcast cameras over using a DSLR or something else. But yeah, don't don't sacrifice your audio. Don't sacrifice your lighting. Uh, you know this. Um, a, a camera only do so much. That little sensor can only do so much. If you're making it go overboard with low light, um, you're going to get a a bad image out of it. So you really need to take some time and make sure your lighting is up to par. Um, You know, make sure that stage has a few good lights on it. Um, Don't forget to um, do your under lighting, which is um, (laughs) so, so a lot of light comes from down from the ceiling. um, But what that can do is put some harsh shadows underneath the chin. You want to get some light, maybe even coming up underneath. And so that that can just, that can stay lit um, all the way around. Otherwise you get these really harsh shadows underneath the nose and underneath the chin. So I would, I would focus on your audio, which most churches are, are doing pretty good already. And then go to your lighting saying, okay, do we got this nice, even light across the face as well as the stage so that camera isn't having to go overboard with um, compensating for low light. So it's not going to have to jack up its ISO. Um, it's not going to have to have a super low, a uh, fast aperture, as far as the lens goes, it can just do its normal thing. And it's going to Work well so yeah I would go audio um, lighting and then actually the video because you want to put as, little, as, as as less stress on it as possible and that camera will give you a really nice image
1: this has been an all- access interview from 1230 media for more interviews training and exclusive content for your production team visit 1230.media/ training.
0: the Ebola outbreak. was going I take care of my children?
1: I'm gone. We were standing alone.
0: You have no idea
2: if you're next.
1: I just remember saying, Kent, your test is positive. Dr.
0: Brantley was dying.
1: We had to keep fighting.
0: My greatest fear is that I would have to raise my kids alone.
1: We're going to do everything we possibly can do to get your husband back.
0: Oh
2: God, you never leave my side.
1: Jesus Christ didn't run. We run to the fire. We don't run away from it. Facing Darkness, now available on DVD and digital HD at FacingDarknessMovie.com.
0: Be sure to catch all show notes, archive episodes, transcripts, and all kinds of training material gems at our podcast URL, thechurchmediapodcast.com, is where you'll find all the good stuff, thechurchmediapodcast.com.
1: On the next Church Media Podcast.
0: I welcome Dan back for more next week as we continue to share everything your church needs to know about Facebook Live. Dan is really knowledgeable about the topic and has a few more really great things to share with you. That's next week on the show. Don't miss my friend, David Michael Hyde, our podcast producer. He's online at davidmichaelhyde.com. Go visit him today. And it's a privilege hanging out with you guys. Go out there and create some incredible experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to The Church Media Podcast.
2: Please take a minute today to rate and review the show in iTunes.
1: For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your team, visit thechurchmediapodcast.com. We'll catch you right here next week for another episode of The Church Media Podcast.